Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show, episode 599. And this week, oh my goodness, I could not be more excited than I am right now to share with you a recorded conversation, a hot seat, if you will. Yes, another hot seat. This one, however, is not from the Next Level Mastermind. This is from one of those Free the Dream family community calls. Now, many of you know that I hosted our very first ever Free the Dream 2018 event last September in Franklin, Tennessee. This is an event where you get away for three days and you break free from your normal, typical routine And it's a way for you to get away and not just hear new insights, new information that is going to help you break through to new levels of success if you apply them, but you never really get get around to applying them because as soon as you finish listening to it in a podcast episode, you still have your next scheduled thing in your day-to-day routine. Usually about four or five hours later, the thoughts that were introduced to you are the furthest thing from your mind because you had other commitments, other obligations, other things going on in your life. And so Free the Dream 2018 gave people an opportunity to break free from their day-to-day routine to where they could sit back and be fully immersed in the most amazing content, seriously, that will help you understand how you believe what you believe, how what you believe is directing every action you take in life. And therefore, what you believe is actually getting you the results that you have today, whether you're happy with those results or not. The results that you have today, you are the person you are today because of the actions you have taken to get you there. And the actions you have taken to get you there were decided by what you believe. And today in episode 599, the emphasis here is that all beliefs have consequences. Now, you've heard me say this over and over again. All beliefs have consequences. There's an issue though. The problem is, is that your life today is the result of the actions you've been taken, over, taking over your entire lifetime, and most of those actions are taking, have been taken by beliefs that you are not even consciously aware of. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you from the most recent Free the Dream family community call. See, I follow up with the people who attend my events. I follow up with people who buy my products and services. I follow up with people. I want to check in. And I'm happy to say that on many of these updates with folks from Free the Dream family, I see some people who have experienced some massive success. A couple weeks ago, I shared with you the story of Daryl Darnell and how he achieved a dream that was, eh, he thought, maybe five, ten years down the road. And Less than seven months later, that dream is a full-blown reality. It's in his driveway. So there are certainly people who go away, have experienced Free the Dream Weekend, and they went through the process that we go through in this goal-setting workshop. It's an entire one-hour workshop where I walk you through whatever dream, whatever goal you have, what is it you most want out of life? Let's spend the next hour devoted on helping you go through the step-by-step process of how to make this a reality in your life. Now, how long will it take you to make that a reality? Many times that's entirely up to you. Sometimes things do take longer just to go through certain processes. 
But the question is, is where are you in the progression towards a worthy goal? Now, in these Free the Dream family Zoom calls, my favorite question is saying, hey, how many of you brought your workbook to the call today? And pretty much everybody keeps their workbook from Free the Dream handy. And they know I'm going to ask them to turn to page 60 in the workbook. Now, page 60 is the first page of that goal-setting workshop. It has a total of 34 questions. And if you go through these 34 questions and you understand what these questions mean based upon everything you've learned at Free the Dream, if you go through these 34 questions, you will achieve your goal. That's a bold statement. You will. Okay, so the thing is, though, is are you consistently applying it? And you can't consistently apply it unless you at least go through the process of, I mean, 34 questions to answer. These aren't easy questions to answer. Brian Floyd came to Free the Dream 2018. I asked him, what did you put for question number one, page 60? What does an extraordinary life look like for you at the next level? AKA, what is your dream? And what you're about ready to hear is Brian Floyd telling you what he wrote down that day. And, and I, you know what? I'm not, I, I thought I was gonna say a little bit more. I think I've said enough. I'm, just, I'm gonna transition. I promise you this. If you stick through to the end of this episode, you will be able to resonate with what Brian is saying. And I wouldn't be surprised if you email me at cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and tell me some of the hidden beliefs that you uncovered while you were listening to this, or as a result of reflecting upon this, if you were to set aside some time to reflect upon what you're about ready to hear, feel free to email me, hidden beliefs in the subject line, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Let me know what comes to your mind. Anyway, here is that hot seat with Brian Floyd. I think you're going to love this. How many of you brought your free the dream guide to the call tonight? All right. Brian Floyd, I am so excited to see you here. If you wouldn't mind unmuting yourself. Hey, Cliff. How are you? I'm good. I was late because I was at the gym, thanks to you. Well, I am excited that you were late <laughs> for that reason. So, so tell me, man, Free the Dream 2018, you were there. You've got yes, your sir. workbook. I would love to ask you, page 60, question number one is this. Oh, what does life... What does an extraordinary life look like for you at the next level? AKA, what is your dream? Page 60, question number one. What did you write in that blank? Oh, wow. I got some cojones here, man. <laughs> I'm a best-selling writer and am now producing books, stories as movies and TV shows, also producing original stories. I don't know what the end of that means, but I did at the time, obviously. Awesome. So, yeah. So let me ask you this question. Doo, doo, doo. Here we go. Question 30. List one, two, or three actions you can take within the next seven days to get you at least one step closer to that goal. So question number 30, what did you write for that? Uh, one, I wrote go to bed at a set time. Two, get my morning writing routine going. And three, uh, write notes on story and research um, The Man from Yesterday, which is a sci-fi uh, series that uh, I, I plan on starting this year. Excellent. So those are three things that you said that you could have done within the next seven days or within one week of attending the Free the Dream conference. Of those three things, how mm -hmm. many of them did you do? One and a half. And what are, what's the one and a half that you did? Okay, so the morning writing routine, I would say that I'm 75, 80% there. Awesome. And so I published a book in February called The Class of 87. And I'm working on one right now that I'm either one draft or two drafts away from finishing. And when I walked in here today, by the way, my microphone for doing my own audiobooks was at the door. I love that. And uh, I've got... I've got to do more on the man for yesterday. I actually need to, every day I need to do a little something as far as researching because it's set in this future world that I've got in my head. And then the number one, go to bed at a set time. I'm horrible. Okay. I'm horrible because I, about the time I want to go to bed is when my mind starts going. All right. So I got to ask you a question. 
when your mind starts going like that, do you go and do you go and write, or what do you do when your mind starts going? I pace a lot. I go for I'll walk around at night. Okay, uh, I'll sit. I'll I'll watch TV. It's funny. My mind will get going while I'm watching TV, so I'll be like half watching. So when you say your mind gets going, is it getting going with all kinds of crazy new ideas and inspirations about what you can write about in these stories? No, not necessarily. Sometimes it's the work work. Uh, what's going on with my clients? Uh, what's going on with uh, the girl that I'm crazy about? Is it worry or productive inspiration? It can be a, a, a little bit of both. Sometimes it's, it's when, you know, with some of the relational challenges I've had in the last few months, it can be, you know, damn what's going on here. Right. And then other times it could be like, oh, wow. Oh, I got this. Oh, and then so part of it, which as you know, being in the creative process, you're having a really good flow on this one thing. And 17 other things are like, oh, but don't you want to work on me? And and like, and that's a really good idea. So I've gotten in the habit of writing them down for later. Yes. Which is them out. And like, I will visit you later. But yeah, it's like I said, it's a lot of stuff. It can be, it can be personal stuff. It can be, you know, just what I was reading. And, you know, sometimes I, I, I won't lie. Sometimes I get down on myself. I mean, I think, well, sometimes we all get down on ourselves, but I'll get down on myself because I'll be reading a really good author. And I'm like, damn, this guy's good. Why would anyone read my? And then I'm like, well, my stuff's different, but it does raise the bar. I'm like, yeah, I want to be as good as so-and-so, even if I'm different than so-and-so. And and how do you think that, that person got so good? Practice. And so do you think anybody gets good without practice or that good without practice? Oh, absolutely not. So in a way, can you reframe it and say, man, that guy is good. Yeah. I'm going I'm going to outwork that guy. However many hours he put into it, I'll double that. I'm going to sh- I'm going to show people. I mean, I may not be like him. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be me, but I'm going to be- people are going to read my stuff and they're going, "Dang, that guy's good. Why would I anybody read my stuff?" Oh, oh yeah, no, and it's funny. You just remind me of something. I went to a book signing by one of my favorite authors a couple of months ago. And I I'm friends with him on Twitter and so I've gotten to know him a little bit and I saw him and I said, "Hey, I go I have this book I'm going to do and I want you to blurb it. And he said, I look forward to that day. So like you said, tell them your dream. So I told the New York times bestselling author, I want you to blurb my book. And he said, I look forward to that day. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So he's ahead of me, but he's someone like I learned from reading his stuff. All right. So the writing routine, you've been spot on. You're about 75, 775% there. Is that what I remember? Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I love yeah. that. Now you said one and a half or one and a half of the three things. What's the half a thing that you've been good at? Oh, on the notes on the uh, the sci-fi story, the man from yesterday. Yep. I've been more or less collecting articles and things like that, but I haven't been synthesizing them into the story. And do you wish you would have? Like when you look back at the time that has gone and has transpired since Free the Dream, do you wish you would have spent more time doing that? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. Well, and I'll, I'll kick my own butt. I wish I've been doing it for the last several years because it's it's ready. It's ready. I can feel it. It's ready. All right. Okay. So the, so the so the only thing is is going to bed at night has not been the thing. And you wrote that down as one of the thing one of the actions that would help you get closer. Do you regret? Regret's a strong word, but do you wish you would have actually been more self disciplined and going to bed at a certain hour? since free the dream or are you okay with how you've decided to go in a different direction than what you initially thought? You know, I'm all right with staying up late and I have been forever. Okay. The the getting up and getting sticking to the morning routine and I have a pre-routine, you know, and so on and so forth, which, you know, some of the things I've learned from you are added into it now. And even recently, you know, I just read psycho cybernetics. I, I say it all the time. I say cyber sec, cybernetics all the time. Everyone's like, that's a new Terminator movie. I'm like, no. But, um, and so if I get the routine and I get started writing 7.30 or 8, I can bust out a lot of good stuff before the phone rings. And I've trained my clients. It's funny. I've told them, well, I'm really not a morning person. So you'll get the best out of me after 10. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And so unless there's an emergency and there is sometimes an emergency with a client. Yeah. But for the most part, they're like, I called one this morning on the road. He goes, I'm not used to you being up this early. I'm like, Oh, I better 
I broke the trend. Yes, you did. And by the way, the reason I ask that is because sometimes we think that, well, the responsible thing that I should do is go to bed at a certain hour. We're, it's kind of like culture tells us that this is the responsible thing to do if we want to do this. But the thing is, is what's the belief behind that? Is the belief that from my past experience, I know that I'm more effective when I go to bed early and I wake up at this time and I've had this many hours of sleep and and I've determined for myself this is what responsibly I should do to be able to achieve my dream? Or is there some kind of outside influence of, you know, what if people knew that I was up until one o'clock in the morning and and kind of loafing around? I think people pretty much know that like the lights go down, Brian comes alive. That's been... yeah. And if you know that, is there a way to embrace that is the question? I I guess it really is because I find that that first morning, I used to write late at night Mm -hmm. and it used to be really productive, but I found the morning time works a lot better and it's just fresher and it's it's a fresher time. And so I would start later if I didn't run into the work pressure. Yes. And so I, I hate to say it. I don't know if I hate to say it. I know that I need eight hours of sleep, especially giving the workout routine out. My body needs the sleep. Okay. And, and I, I need eight hours. So if I can cut it off at 10 rather than 11 or 1130 or 1220 the other night. But once I'm down, I got to get eight hours. I mean, every once in a while I can do shorter. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, it's, it's bad. I mean, I, my body's like, what are you doing to me? Okay. So, so eight hours is a desired thing and it's more for you and what you've learned works best for you. Most of the time, there are seasons you can get by with less, especially when you're extremely motivated to do so. So the question I have for you is this 8am thing, 8am, you have to be ready for your clients. Do you work for yourself? Do you have a day job? What, what's the situation there? I'm a political consultant. I have my own company right now. I'm working for two campaigns that are up on June 4th. And so it's a little hectic right now. Yeah. And then I also work for a developer and usually I see him in the afternoons and stuff like that. And then I have uh, three different police unions that I work for. So they all need me at different times and places, but generally no one needs to see me until noon or after. Okay. So the question I have for you, is there a way that you can block out deep work time or flow state time until say, listen, no, I, I basically do not answer text message. I do not pick up the phone. I do not actually read email before 10 a.m. Now, the thing is, is if you have an emergency, here's how to reach me and I will respond to that. But the thing is, is after 10 a.m., dude, look out because here I am. And then then you block out the, maybe the first two hours of what is normally your business day. Maybe you have an hour before that starts, but you got from seven to 10 maybe, or seven to nine. Yeah. To, that that to, would be ideal for me, Cliff. So, and- so, so let me ask you, what's keeping you from turning the phone notifications off, not looking at email, and maybe even putting phone in do not disturb mode until 10 a.m.? Anything? Um, no, and actually I do it a lot. Good. Uh, the only thing that, like I said, the thing that's interfering right now, I have an election in 19 days. Yep. So I do. You want to be there for that. Yeah, what, what came out in the paper this morning? So, for instance, I got up and I I try not to check the phone in the morning, but like I'm just, I'm in that that time period right now. And so, it I will put aside the writing to take care of somebody who is either going to win or lose on June 4th. And I don't want to give them half an effort. And they don't know I'm writing and doing this stuff. And, and But as I've said, I've trained them very well. I have, I've had people apologize for calling me too early who are paying I'm like, all right, this is working. Yeah. So, but the boundaries are set. I feel good, but I guess I really want, what you're saying is exactly what I put down on paper that I want to do. So why I don't do it consistently is the main question I guess I have for myself. Okay. And so if you have that question for yourself, I'd like you to answer your own question. Why don't you do it consistently? Because I let certain things go undone the day before that should be done, even if, you know, it runs my workday a little longer. Okay. And I play catch up the next day. Okay. Can That's, that's wh- what's happening. Is it not possible to p- start catch up the next day at 10 a.m.? It is, but I, I, my mind is, makes, I guess my mind makes me feel like you're doing the thing you enjoy, even though it is part of your business model but you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing over here. And who who's telling you that? 
some outside source or are you telling your see, see I, I, I think i'm telling myself and i'm telling myself for one reason okay the the writing is an investment on future income these folks are paying me a retainer are they paying you on a retainer inside of that retainer is the expectation that you're available to work on that between the hours of 7 a.m and 10 a.m no, actually, my retainer is mostly my job is to here get your results. And if we have an emergency, it's all hands on deck. Exactly. And you're still all hands on deck from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. If there's an emergency and something comes out into the paper, you're going to be there. Yeah. Right. And maybe on the last 19 days of the election, you're you're a little bit more on call than normal. Yeah. The la- but, I would say the last month is hectic. OK. But the thing is, is on we're talking. You asked yourself the question of why do not do I not do this consistently? And you've told me that, well, one of the reasons is because you put some things off that should have get done yesterday. You put them off till today. And now today you're playing catch up. My yeah. question to you is why are you telling yourself the story? And by the way, you're believing the story. And I'm using specifically the word story because I believe it is a fiction story that you're telling yourself that catch up has to start before 10 a.m. I think you're 100% accurate. And by the way, you already told us the reason why. You've told us the reason why you believe that is because this writing stuff is kind of like, well, it's 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 for you and stuff like that, and it's and, and it's not paying the bills right now, and 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 it's yes, it might be something that's valuable for my future, but the thing is, is the paying clients are paying the bills now, and so therefore they are a priority over anything I'd want for the future. That's yeah, the story yeah, you've yeah. told me that you're telling yourself. Yeah. And at time, I mean, I, I won't lie. If this was the last time I had to just go do elections like this, I would. I mean, I, there's other, I have other ways that I would rather be involved in politics and the, the pettiness of politics at every level right now, uh, to quote you is, is somewhat soul crushing to me because that's not who I am. Anyway, I used to play very petty and I made a decision in 2012, like, you know, we've become too petty and I'm like, I'm part of the problem. Hmm. And so I, I get tempted to do petty. I, I was very tempted to do some petty stuff yesterday because the way things were handling this campaign. I'm like, that's not who you are anymore. Don't do that. Yeah. And, well, I don't want to go too much into the depth yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of your, of your career pursuit, but even with what you have now, do you see the, do you see the false story, the, the fiction in the story that you're telling stuff, even, even with what you have put off yesterday, Let's just, or today, it's, it's, yeah. gosh, it's Thursday, May 16th at 6.43 p.m. Eastern time. I don't know what time it is there. But the thing is, is it's, it's the end of the day. Chances mm-hmm. are, I don't know, but Brian, you may have put off some things this afternoon that you've decided to put off till tomorrow. I put off a lot today. There, there you go. Now, the thing is, is anything that you could start catch up on at 8 a.m. tomorrow you could easily start that catch up at 10 a.m. And you may, and yourself may argue, it's like, well, I have a call at 10 a.m. All right, well, okay, yeah. so when does that call end? Catch up happens after that. Catch up happens. The thing is, is one, one thing I can tell you is work will always expand to fill the time that you allot for it. So one thing that I've learned, and this is a story that I tell myself because this story I know to be true, If I say that I have eight hours tomorrow from the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. to accomplish these five tasks, I know for a fact I will use up all eight of those hours. If I decide, wow, Stephanie says, Cliff, can we go away on a a trip to New York City and book a flight that leaves at 1 p.m. tomorrow? Well, now all of a sudden I don't have from 9 to 5. I have until 9 to 1. You know what I know? is everything that I needed to accomplish from nine to five tomorrow, I know for a fact can be accomplished just as effectively between nine and one or yeah. nine and 12 or nine and 11. Work always expands the field of time that you allot for it. So the story that you're telling yourself that you have to start your catch up from today, tomorrow at seven or 8 a.m., dude, you can easily go in tomorrow and work on future projects which, by the way, let me give you a different way to think about this potentially. So yeah. you think about these clients that are paying you now, all right? 
Do you think that you're more effective and more creative on their behalf when you are happy, fulfilled, and and enjoying life? And Or do you think that you perform better for them when you're stressed behind the ball and you are unfulfilled and you feel like your own dreams are being crushed by the work that you're doing? Which of those two do you think brings you a, a, brings them better results? Happy Brian gets a lot of good things done for his clients. So do you think you'd be a happy Brian if you spent the first two to three hours every day focused on something you love and that's going to get you closer to your dream life in the future? 100%. So if you block out that time from 7 to 10 a.m. and you put off any catch up until 10 a.m., and say, listen, I, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna put, if I'm gonna put things off, I don't get to start those things that I put off until 10 a.m. tomorrow. But okay. I'm gonna, I am gonna reserve this time because this is me time. And if I get the me time, I get fulfilled, I get, I get energized, I'm happier. And when I get started on those client calls, client work, and the things that I put off. I'm going to be more efficient and I'm going to get a better result for everybody, including myself. Would you agree with that story? Yes. Is that a different story than the story you were telling yourself before? Yeah. And it's, it's funny is it's a slight shift, but it's a major, it's a major ramification at the same time. Awesome. Cause I, I believe everything you're saying and I'm like, but why am I not acting like I believe it? All right. That's the well, first of all, ha- I can, let me ask you this prior okay. to my reframing all of that, were you even thinking along those lines? Yes. You were? Yeah, I, I actually, um, Michael Hyatt's most recent book, Free to Focus. And, and so I was going through that. And so I started putting together the ideal day. And so I guess I'm really in the, the throes of, of, of sticking to those commitments on the time. Okay. And, so the question, so you asked yourself, so the question is, if I, if I know this and I agree with this, why am I not doing it? So Brian, why are you not doing it? The easy answer is I don't know. Uh, <laughs> if you did know, what would the answer be? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm going to use that in the future on somebody. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it, I, I'm really struggling with an answer here. That's all right. Really- I, we've, we've got time for you to struggle. The, oh no! Listen, listen here, Brian. <laughs> let me tell you something. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you a little secret, and maybe if I tell you the secret, it'll work a little faster for you. Okay. Every question you ask yourself, your subconscious mind is required to give you at least one response, if not many. So, for example, if you say, "Why am I such a horrible person and I can't ever get anything accomplished?" Guess what yeah. your brain will do? Your your subconscious mind will give you lots of responses to that. Or if you say, man, why am I so awesome and how do I accomplish so much every single day? This is insane. If you ask yourself that question, your subconscious mind will give you all sorts of things. Anytime you adopt a belief, your subconscious mind will be on a consistent lookout for things to prove that belief. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you that question one more time and I don't want you consciously to have to come up with the answer. I want you to just dig inside of yourself for just a moment. We're okay with some awkward silence as well, as long as it needs to take. But why is it that you know that if you block out those early morning hours and focus on yourself, you will be a more fulfilled, a more happy person, and the remainder of your day will always generate greater results for you and everyone you work with. What's keeping you from doing it? The first thing that comes up is maybe I don't think I'm good enough. So, but, and and I, I know I'm a damn good storyteller. I I think there's, there's a weird, there's a weird thing I'm going to tell you. And I never thought that it played into my life whatsoever because it's a uncle I admired and he's a, a politician. And, and I learned a lot from him. And we used to go to a lot of different places. And um, it was about 15 or 16, I remember telling him I wanted to go to film school. And his remark was basically, one, I'm not Jewish. And two, that the people who make it in the industry already have family in the industry. He said, so you're already out. And... That's, that feels weird to me, but I also know that I drank my way out of film school when I was 20, 21 years old. I had a chance to get in and I 
was partying with my friends instead of doing what it took. And I never understood why I did that. And then there was a, about 15 years ago, I had a great burst of writing and I got a lot of meetings and unfortunately the business has changed. It's it changed a lot as far as this goes, but we were getting meetings and I thought we were getting things set up and things. And Hollywood's a place where you can die of encouragement. And so I almost feel, I guess the word is an imposter. Like you couldn't make it here. So you can do this. But, and at the same time, I'm like, wait, I love these stories. I absolutely love these stories. I've read. I love these characters. I can talk to them. Like they were hanging out with me last night and I look, and I'm thrilled that, you know, I've published three books now. I'm thrilled. And I get strangers. I mean, this is the first time for me. Strangers email me telling me how much they loved it. And they told the Gap Pet Boys to go read it. I'm like what? <laughs> and so I know I'm on the right path. I just, I need to push through to the next thing. Well, do you remember my opening keynote where I talked about the fact that I could not send the client the invoice? I remember very clearly. And I couldn't send the invoice. Why? Because I had beliefs that conflicted with sending an invoice about what it took for me to earn that money. And so because of those beliefs, I could not in good conscience send the invoice. And what I'm hearing you say, and and I'm so glad that you came up with it, and, and it was inside of you the whole time. So if you want to know why you know that blocking out those first few hours of the day to focus on this thing that you feel called to do, that you want to pursue, that is your dream of the future, if you want to know why, that even though you know logically that if you block that time aside, you're going to be happier, more fulfilled, and it's going to bring more value to you and your clients every single day if you allow yourself to give you me time, if you want to know why you know all that, but refuse to actually do it consistently, it's because you don't think that you can make it. You don't think you're worthy of it. You do not think that you have a chance in succeeding in this. And because of that belief, you believe that all of those hours that you're doing it, while you may enjoy the process, you might like the stories, if you don't think you're worthy and you can make it, Somewhere in your brain, that equates to, I'm really wasting my time those first few hours of the day. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, because I remember a time not too long ago, five or six years ago, where I decided I just wasn't going to write anymore. Yeah, it's a waste Uh, of time. Why bother? Yeah, Yeah. and everyone I met was what we call a drama club. They'd rather talk about being entertaining rather than accomplish anything. And then I, I met a lady one night, and she she quit her job as a school teacher self-publishing and she's like, why don't you do that? And so that got me going again. Yeah. So here's the deal. We ask you, what was the belief? And you did, it's like, I have no idea, but when we really put your self-conscious or your subconscious mind to the work, did it or did it not give you the answer you were looking for? Yes, it did. And it told you the belief. And I love that. I didn't have to actually ask you where the belief came from. I want you to go back and tell me what you told me. Do you remember what you just told me about where that belief came from? About my uncle. Tell me about your uncle again. Yeah, Uncle Dick. So I, I remember we're at Santa Anita Racetrack. I actually met Jackie Cooper that day. And my dad says, yeah, he wants to go to film school. And my uncle was, you know, this in the state of California in those days, he could have pulled some strings. I could have gone to film school. This, this, and, and this, it sounds to me like this was a guy you respected very highly. I love him deeply to this day. He's and, not even with us and he's had a huge impact on my life. And how much did you trust him and the things that he said to be true? A hundred percent. So, and, and because of that, you heard him say, you don't have a chance and you yeah. adopted that belief. Is that correct? I never thought I did, but it seems to be that I did. And because I remember thinking like, screw you. I mean, that was my attitude. Like, I, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, but but subconsciously, did you or did you not ponder it a lot and then start living your life according to it? So, for example, did you read The Big Leap when I started talking about it a lot? Yeah. Okay, do you remember the Upper Limit Challenge? Refresh me. Okay, so uh, Gay Hendrick talks about the fact that we have this thermostat of how much success, abundance, and love that we feel worthy of achieving. And if we ever go above that, we begin to self-sabotage or we even are physically, sometimes our subconscious mind will say, whoa, that's going against something you believe. And so therefore I'm going to make you sick so that you can't pursue that. So I can tell you right now, based upon what you just told me, just a little hint, you said you were in, in, in film school and you drank yourself out of it. 
you know, you had the greatest opportunity, but you're, you're just like, I don't know why I did that, but man, I just went crazy and I started partying and, and that's what I heard you say. Is that what I heard you say? I didn't, I didn't make it in. I was, I, I was going through the application process. I made the first cut. Yep. So there's 17,000 applications and it narrowed down. And when I should have been working on my project to turn it in, I was getting hammered. You were getting hammered. And why did you do that? Because of the upper limits challenge. I don't know. Right, right. I'm going to tell you something else I just remembered. Please do. I love this. Yeah. So, all right. So I was doing two years of community college, then wanted to go to UCLA because they don't take you until you're a junior for a film school there. Right. And I remember as I was doing the application, because in the UC system, you pick all the campuses you want to go to. And I remember intentionally writing down UC Riverside where I did graduate from in case this didn't work out. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick it because I wanted to go there. I picked it in case it didn't work out. And I remember even after I sent in the application, preparing to go to UC Riverside, not preparing to move to Los Angeles. Yeah. So I, I, I knew then. So this belief that you adopted from somebody you trusted and respected at such a high level, even though yeah. consciously you dismissed it, the thing is it hurt when he said it. Yeah. It hurt at a deep level, and at a deep level, those words have never left you. You haven't consciously thought about them every single day over the last several months or years since you've been trying to incorporate that morning routine, but subconsciously, those words are going through your nervous system at all times, and you weren't even aware that it was there. I think there's one time I I became aware of it. Okay. You were in Franklin, Tennessee last year. Yeah. It came up. And I'm like, where'd that come from? Where'd that then, come from? And then it came up uh, a week or so ago going through cyber, uh, psycho-cybernetics. And I'm like, where does this keep coming from? It's there. That, you, that's, ah. this, is, this is why we have Free the Dream. See, yes. it, 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 you have to get at the root beliefs. So this is, everything is, the foundation is all beliefs have consequences. Yes. And the consequence of your belief that you adopted from your uncle is that you're not taking the action of blocking out that time because with that belief, you believe that you're wasting that time. You're not worthy of this. You're just spinning your wheels. This is never going to happen. You don't, you're, you're not Jewish. You don't, ha- you don't have people in the industry that's going to get you in. Sure, you like the stories that you're doing, and it's fun, but you just know you're not good enough. In fact, I think I heard you say you're reading other authors. And it's like, wow, who's going to ever listen to me? My Uncle Dick would tell me that, I'm, that I'll never be as good as this guy. He's probably Jewish and has family and blah, blah, blah. Am I right? So I, I don't know if that fits. I, I mean, literally, I read some good authors. I'm like, damn, this guy's good. So rather, sometimes rather than like envy and I don't know if envy is the right word. At times I'm like, oh, how they do it. But I do, that is the question I ask, oh, how they do it. So I... I don't watch, um, like, like, uh, Donald Miller. He says he can't watch movies anymore because he's looking at all these things. I watch a movie. If I get lost in a movie, that's a damn good movie. Yeah. If I watch a movie or I'm all, there's, there's one level that's entertainment and there's the other level like, Ooh, how'd they do that? And, and I love doing that by the way. I love digging into how they did. I saw something the other day and I was like, Oh, I filed that away. That's good. So I do a lot of that, but then there's another part. I'm like, Literally, this story I'm reading right now, I'm like, he describes things in a way that I wouldn't think of. Who the hell's going to read my book? That's what they pay to read. They don't pay to read me. That was the thought. Yeah. And and then the thing is, is that belief that you have underly, uh, underlying from Uncle Dick, it was Dick, right? Uncle Dick. All right. Uncle Dick is the <laughs> one who's causing you to think those thoughts. Because the thing is, is with that belief, you frame things in a certain way. You see things in a certain way. If Uncle Dick didn't say those words to you at such an impressionable age, you would read that story and it's like, man, how do you do that? I'm going to take note of that so that I can incorporate one of those into my story one day. I'll find a way to to re-engineer this because, man, that's good. And that's going to blow people away. And I can see how that's going to fit into the story that I plan on writing. But you can't do that with this belief that's still sticking around. So my question is... Was Uncle Dick right? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And it's funny. It's like I said, I followed him into politics to some degree. And then uh, he was hardcore Democrat. I became a Republican. So that was the beginning of the shift. But what's interesting is I, I did take my own stand, my own path after that. So it's so funny. I would do something so publicly there, but not here. 
So I have a question for you. If it, it's not true, but th- but when we when you asked your subconscious mind to come up with the reason of why you won't do it, Uncle Dick and the words he said came to your mind as clearly as the day you heard them. I can see where we were at at Santa Anita Racetrack in my head. All right. So what I want you to do is I want you to tell me that story and I want you to tell me it as though you know this guy hasn't got a clue about what it really takes and how awesome you are and the gifts and talents that you have to pull this off. All right. One more time. Help me. I want you to replay that day. Okay. And I want you to hear the words that he said to you. But instead of saying, oh, you know, and feeling all hurt, I want you to tell me the words he said, but then I want you to tell me the truth about who you are and why you can make it right now. Okay, so I'm 15, 16, Santa Anita with my dad and Uncle Dick for the Stroop Stakes. We're in the Turf Club, I believe. And Jackie Cooper's there. I wanted to meet Jackie Cooper. I don't believe he introduced me or I didn't. I went over and introduced myself to Jackie Cooper. So I'm glad I did that. Um, and my dad, I remember my dad said, Oh, he should have introduced you. And he said, yeah, Brian wants to go to USC or UCLA for film school. And he says, Hey kid, don't waste your time. Ah, don't waste your time. Don't, don't waste, waste your, your time. Don't waste your time. The only people who make it in, in the movie business are the Jews and the people who are already in there. Now you hear those words. Now tell me why all of those words are not true. Because God made Brian Floyd to be an awesome storyteller. And I've got some great stories in me that need to be told that have been bursting to come out of me to be told. And, you know, whether they're fiction or they're all really about, you know, one, there's some, they're entertaining, but I've got these stories. I was born to be a storyteller, Cliff. I'm just going to throw it at you. I was born to be a storyteller. All right. And, and by the way, does it require that, that you have to do it the traditional way? Is there other ways than the way that he had in his mind? What, by the way, th- this is a long time ago. This is before the internet and all this, this stuff. 86, 87. Yeah. And so the thing is, what, what if a Justin Bieber, obviously he's a little younger, but what if a Justin Bieber would have been said, you know, I want to be a singer, a pop singer one day. It's all, oh, you'll never make it kid because yeah. you'll never get past the record labels and no radio stations ever going to play you. Well, the thing is, is back then they never knew YouTube would exist. And your Uncle Dick never knew that the internet would exist in the form that it exists today, did he? No, he didn't. I remember (laughs) he's looking at the fax machine. He goes, where the hell does the paper come out of? So So this guy has no, he basically, he had a limited experience of what he saw worked and what didn't work in this industry and he shared with you from his experience and his beliefs about those things. Yeah. And he casually said something that he never knew would influence you to this day. Yeah. And the funny thing is, he was a guy who had lots of opinions and they weren't always backed up by facts. There you go. But because you're a young kid and impressionable and you had such respect. Well, he's my hero. You just thought it's like he'd never lie to me. So, of course, it was true. So now what I want you to do is I want you to, every time you think about Uncle Dick and those words that he spoke to you, you have to say, there's no truth to back up what he said. Now, the thing is, is if you adopt the belief that only Jews do it, guess what you'll see? Anything you believe, you will actually find things, detail points to support your beliefs, because that's who we are. We, when we believe something, we're looking for things to back up what we believe. Since Free the Dream, I look back, I go, oh, I did this because of this, not because I really wanted to, because I expected that's how it's supposed to work out. Yeah. So now that we've dug out some some of the root cause, at least a significant belief of, quote unquote, wasting your time, you're not worthy, you can't do this, why are you, why would you block out three? Do you think that- I think ne- the wasting the time is the thing, because I remember having a thought the other morning, you know, like, you know, even if these never sell a lot, I will still do it because it's a fun hobby, you know, and it's not really a waste of time. So- Somewhere that's in my mind. Yes. Does it have to be in your mind after tonight? No, absolutely not. Is it in your mind now? Well, it's, everything is in my mind. Right? It's pretty raw. <laughs> All right. Are you willing to eliminate that thought from your mind? Yes. Will you decide to do it right now? I decide to do it right now. All right. So if you were to wake up tomorrow morning 
and mm-hmm. block out a couple of t- hours just for yourself. May I know by okay. I'm going to give you whatever pass you need to have on the next 19 days because you've got you're coming up on this big thing. But mm-hmm. beyond that, are you willing after the election from that point forward, you're going to block out at least those first three hours of the day before 10 a.m. There's no calls, no notifications. I mean, yes, here's the way somebody can reach me in an emergency, but I'm not checking email. I'm not doing this. I am going to commit this and it's not wasting time. Are you willing to commit to that? Yes, it's an investment of time. Okay, it is an investment of time. I want you to tell me, Brian, how it would be wasting your time if you actually start doing catch-up work between the hours of 7 a.m. and 10 a.m. I wouldn't be writing my stories. And how would that be wasting your time? So if I'm doing catch-up work? Yes. I want you to tell me how doing your catch-up work from the day before would be a waste of your time between the hours of 7 and 10 a.m. Well, it's it, it, it eating my writing time. And why is that wasting time? Because that's valuable to me and it makes me better all around, even to my clients. But honestly, just makes me happier, more fulfilled. Makes you if happier I, and more fulfilled. If I, that, if I protect that time and produce, because I'm not, I'm not one of these, oh, I need inspiration hit. I'm like, no, seat the pants right. Got it. And, and some of my best stuff has come from them. Even when I, I don't want to write today, half hour later, I'm like, oh God, this is great. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, Brian, will you commit to doing that and, and actually yes. rewire, rewiring your beliefs about what is a waste of time and what's not a waste of time and, and report back the next time we get together and see how this is coming along? I absolutely will, Cliff. Awesome. Thank you for pulling that out. I didn't expect this, but thank you. Well, hey, can I just give you a little a hint? Anytime you actually have your question, man, there always seems to be a gap between there, what I say I'm going to do and what I do, or what I know I want to do and what I do, or the things that I know I should be doing, but what I actually do. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Don't be afraid to ask yourself that question. And now that you know that your subconscious mind will, is required to give you the answer, you'll be able to find the beliefs that are there. Is that cool? Uh, hundred percent. Thank you, Cliff. Well, there you go, my friends. Oh, man, I love doing these free the dream family community calls. We've already done several of these, and there are going to be an increasing number of these calls as we lead up to and even go beyond free the dream 2019. If you can't tell, this is what I was put on this earth to do, to help people break free from whatever it is that's holding them back from taking the actions necessary to literally live the lives for which they were created to live. If you haven't yet signed up for your ticket to Free the Dream 2019, don't delay. I mean, the longer you delay, the more the price goes up. That's how things work. You know this. So go to freethedreamconference.com reserve a ticket for yourself today. And if you're married, bring your wife. If you have kids that are, let's just say 13 or older, bring them as well. And by the way, this is not just for entrepreneurs. This is not just for people who have dreams or goals associated to business efforts and stuff like that. This is for anyone who has experienced a gap between a life from which they feel called to live and the life for which they are living today. If you have something in your heart that says, man, I really wish I could achieve this. For years, I've been attempting to get to where this is a reality in my life. Maybe that's dropping 80 pounds and keeping it off for the rest of your life. Maybe for you, that is trying to figure out how do I reinvent myself? How do I go after something that, quite frankly, I don't know that I'm capable of doing. I'm not quite sure that I'm worthy of this. I'm not quite sure that I'm qualified. Why would anybody pay attention to me? I don't know if I could create that podcast, that, that blog, that email newsletter, that live stream TV show, whatever the case may be. 
And here's what I can tell you, talking with people all through leading up to Free the Dream 2018, a number of people came to me and says, Cliff, quite frankly, I, the reason why I haven't purchased a ticket to Free the Dream is because I don't even, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense for me to come because I don't even have a dream. I mean, I don't even know what I want. And I said, you have to come to Free the Dream. Seriously, you're going to learn why it is that you have had a problem deciding what you want, why you have a lack of clarity about what goals you should be going after, why you struggle between 10, 15 different ideas and none of them actually get you all that excited. If you have a dream and you have been attempting to go after it for years, but you consistently fight an uphill battle to try to get different results in the realization of that dream slash goal, you come to free the dream, you'll break through to new levels of success. If you don't even have a clue, you have zero clarity about which direction to go in your life, whether it be physically, spiritually, emotionally, whatever the case may be, come to free the dream. Rediscover your ability to dream big dreams. If you have not been dreaming of what you wish your life could look like and what you want your life to be intentionally, designing the life of your dreams, if you if that's just not a regular part of your life, come to Free the Dream, and I promise you, you'll come away from this weekend with new dreams and an excitement and zeal that'll get you excited about getting out of bed every morning. That's one thing you will get. And for those of you who are already excited to get out of bed, but it just seems like I just keep self-sabotaging myself. I keep doing things that I don't want to do. I'm struggling to take the actions that I know I need to do that I, I said that I was going to do, but come to free the dream. There's a reason why I am so heavily invested in making this conference available. This September 13th through the 15th, Franklin, Tennessee, Go to freethedreamconference.com. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. And by the way, if you sign up for Free the Dream 2019, you'll immediately be invited to the Free the Dream family community. You can participate in these calls that I do on a regular basis. I'll also give you free instant access to Free the Dream 2018, the online course version, so you can go through and be studying up even before the event coming up this September. Go to freethedreamconference.com, reserve a ticket for yourself today and anyone that you love greatly. Come and experience a shared language, a shared experience with your spouse if you're married, it will change your marriage. And, and I've got testimonials to back that one up as well. Friends, I look forward to seeing you this September. I look forward to seeing you break through to new levels of success. I look forward to following up with you three, six, eight months after this coming Free the Dream conference so that I can hear the successes that you have achieved as a result of coming that weekend. And some of you, I'll follow up with you seven, eight months later, just like Brian Floyd, and you may tell me where you've been tripping up along the way. And I wanna come alongside and encourage you and help you break through, just like you heard Brian break through. I would love to invest in your success, helping you rediscover your ability to dream big dreams, and for those of you who have no problem dreaming, you just have problems achieving, well, guess what? We'll help you achieve new levels of success and figure out and finally get beyond what's been holding you back. I'll see you this September 13th through the 15th, Franklin, Tennessee. Go get your tickets today, freethedreamconference.com. Until next time, my friends, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level. Mindset. Answer